0: How do, you want to, how do you want to get into this I don't so know. I feel
1: like I feel I have an idea I feel like typically we'll do like the cold open and then you know Curtis will be like this is the every f and f podcast but in honor of the fact that it is our sixth season and the fact that, uh, I don't think we've ever done this for any season aside from the first one. Maybe we should talk about what the fuck this podcast is because every time we record a new season, I'm like, Oh, there's probably new listeners maybe who have played this game, but didn't play the others or are just finding us now. Maybe we should introduce it a little more than just being like fart joke, shit, piss, doo-doo ass. Like, well, that's a pretty
2: good introduction for what we do to be fair. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah,
1: we we gotta, we gotta, uh, you know, do the classic misdirect and make people think we're oh, <laughs> I see. of course, you know. Um, but yeah, if this is your first time listening, welcome. We hope you like it here. We like it here enough to do this shit for a sixth <laughs> season now. Um, we are called the Every FNFF podcast, as you've probably guessed by now, and uh, we're slowly extreme, and I, I cannot stress this enough very slowly going through all the Final Fantasy games, which we just found out that there's significantly more on the horizon
2: oh my yeah um, you know what like they're like they just today announced like five more of them we have to really ramp up production to be able to keep up
1: and by today we mean less than 10 minutes ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> with the uh the 25th anniversary of final fantasy 7 um but yeah my name is carl germ uh i'm here with my good friends Curtis and Alex Alex is Of course the MVP of the podcast because He is our producer who makes us sound Thank you good
0: (laughs) (laughs) It makes us sound More professional than we are (laughs) yeah
1: he uh, yeah we if we sound professional at all it is uh by in no way because of me and curtis because we are trying to make it as unprofessional as possible (laughs) the point where one time we were hanging out with a previous guest on one of our seasons and they were like oh you know like i was actually really surprised with how many times you guys say fuck on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh shit yeah maybe i maybe i don't think about how how much profanity i use all the time
2: I wonder what the second F in every F and F stands <laughs> Family <laughs> friendly. Um, That's right.
1: But yeah, this season we are covering um, Final Fantasy 13,
2: or as it's known apparently, Final Fantasy Colors World. <laughs> what did y'all oh, read about that? Yeah, no, I that did was not. the original project title for Final Fantasy 13 before they. Oh, and they were uh, developing
1: it that. for the Nintendo Dolphin, right?
2: yeah and then then sonic's colors came out (laughs) yeah "Yeah, yeah, shit, that's right damn it we can't name it that anymore once again sonic
1: (laughs) is one step ahead of final fantasy proving to be the superior franchise
2: (laughs) well we are now pivoting to a sonic based podcast (laughs) Uh, sonic is quite based (laughs) we're gonna start with the best one uh sonic unleashed where he becomes the (laughs) werehog
1: is that the one where he gets a gun, or am I thinking of uh, Sonic as
2: Shadow of the Hedgehog? You think
1: Sonic Ten Two? I'm
2: thinking of 10-2, That's right. <laughs>
1: but yeah, um, before this, we've uh, covered Final Fantasy Seven. We've reco- uh, We've uh, covered Final Fantasy One, Final Fantasy Four, mm-hmm. uh, Final Fantasy. Uh, fuck. Doing hand can't signals. <laughs> 10. Duh. I was literally just talking about 10. That was a good one. Um, and then our most recent season was the objectively everyone's favorite Final Fantasy game, Dirge of Cerberus. So, it's yeah. timeless. If you've played those games and like those, uh, we recommend going back and listen. They dare not remake it. Yeah, they didn't remake <laughs> It was remake too it, good the- to remake they won't do it (laughs) they nailed it in (laughs) one kind of works out for us because i was thinking like right as we were like watching the thing and they were showing like ever crisis or like you know uh crisis Crisis core Core reunion Reunion and shit they're showing that and i'm like yo we might have just like really struck right before the iron got hot as is our (laughs) uh, uh,
0: uh, yeah (laughs) as is our
1: tradition i guess like
0: if we did it just did we start this series before remake was announced
1: no, I think remake had been announced.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. It had been announced before he even moved to Philly. Uh, yeah. But it was—it was definitely before it yet. came out. Oh
1: yeah. Uh, remember before re- remake came out?
0: <laughs> before Crisis. <laughs>
2: Speaking of remembering things, do y'all remember the good old year of two thousand six? A little earlier than this game came out, right? Oh yeah. The um Dirge of
0: Cerberus had just come out. Cerberus had just come out.
1: Critically acclaimed smash hit Dirge of
0: Cerberus.
2: <laughs> but uh 2
0: was in theaters.
2: This game, Final Fantasy 13, was shown for the very first time, right? Oh nice. Oh yeah, E306 made a splash. Which I think it's very funny because thirteen was shown along the same day with 15 (laughs) which at the time was not called 15 before 12 even came out before 12 even came out they already were showing uh they're already showing previews of what 13 and 15 would be imagine 16 right now like and here's 17 like (laughs) yeah 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 it's like today they announced 17 and you're like well i don't even know about anything about 16 yet (laughs) or if they just rename one of the games they've come out with to 17 (laughs) they're just like chocobo gp was what it used to be called now it's called ff17 (laughs) this generation of gaming does seem to be like when
0: development cycles really started like kind of slow down a bit Mm -hmm. yeah like um this game kind of infamously was it took a while for it to come out at least by the standards of that time where they showed it 2006 2000 it came out in 2009 in Japan, yeah then three months later in america in march times was the
2: uh the original release for the north american port was xbox yes is that right yeah
0: xbox mm-hmm. i kind remember
2: exclusive i think
1: i remember yeah. when that was coming out and i was like i do not have one of those so i will not be <laughs> playing it and also i did not play final fantasy 12 because i, I had I did. that but i was too sleepy all the time <laughs>
2: ah. <laughs> I did get it on the uh, the Xbox when it came out. I was really excited for it. But I also, in my room right now, have the Japanese copy of the original PS3 version as well. Oh wow! Oh, that's yeah. super cool. Yeah,
0: they were originally developing this for the PS2, I think. That's well. correct.
2: Oh wow, that's right. Yeah.
0: it's weird how like you think you you associate Final Fantasy the franchise with Sony, and you think that they would just know the three the uh, PS3 was on its way. Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting. I guess they, what they probably started it like working out like back in 2004 I bet I think something like that I,
2: I feel like like the the history of Final Fantasy being very very like related to a certain brand or console it like kind of changes over time because like one through six that's a Nintendo product that's who that's for yeah like I think seven was even originally being developed for Nintendo um and then switched over to Sony and then you get seven eight nine and ten for that matter incredible games all for the uh, PlayStation um, so at that point yeah, you know, his- you're like oh, okay they're a sony thing and then it comes out here originally on xbox and i was like
0: what is happening <laughs> we, don't, we don't know which way's up <laughs> when they announced it was gonna be on multiple consoles i think that was a really big deal at that time i mean nowadays yeah. everything comes out and everything right yeah
1: nowadays uh things come out on xbox for some reason when you can just get it on pc instead <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. absolutely um but yeah i think the a lot of people from their service hopped over on this uh mm-hmm. di- directed by matomo toriyama who we know from uh he directed X2 on his own and co-directed Ten. Incredible. Um, art directed by Isamu Kami Kokuryo, who uh, he started off in Ten as well as a gadget designer. So like all the technology in Ten was his designs. Really. So you can see by um, then he was the art director on Twelve and then Thirteen. You really see like the world's. I was gonna say really... the
2: the technology in this game is like a, a in my opinion, a real step up from uh, the Ten. Stuff. It's supposed to be it's like a, a sci-fi
0: world where like. Technology has evolved alongside magic for yeah.
2: millennia. And Actually, you shows. know what's funny? We're talking about how like, um, you know, seven is incredibly sci-fi, right? Like seven and eight are both like they're science fiction, and nine is like fantasy. Ten is mostly fantasy with elements of sci-fi, but we're back into the sci-fi baby. Like yeah, it's and, and all twelve the way is kind
1: of the same, right? Twelve is also more of fantasy, a high fantasy like, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just yeah, yeah straight yeah.
2: up. They'll have their like fantasy machines,
0: but yeah oh yeah right it's yeah. more kind of traditional what is it supposed to be kind of european slash middle east inspired like fantasy yeah, yeah. that's cool yeah.
1: and this one like immediately when you kind of see it, especially the first like cutscene that we're gonna get into um it just kind of looks like the matrix so you're like oh okay this is like the jump from final fantasy 6 to final fantasy 7 in terms of like tonal change
0: mm-hmm. sure yeah the next generation we can now get like a full complete fidelity overhaul basically yeah Yeah. and this game does look
2: fantastic too yeah Uh, i
1: i've been playing it on my uh my ps3 uh really the show ninnies actually sent me a nice uh, wonderful care package i can't even remember if he knew that we were doing this for the next season at the time I think it was just coincidence um i think it might have just been coincidence i thought i had told him because we usually you know give previous guests a heads up but uh he sent me uh his copy of 13 for ps3 and the strategy guide which Ooh. i'm very stoked about because uh, i have no strategy and i need a guide for it
2: <laughs> oh you're uh, you're a god gamer to me Carl.
1: <laughs> this is uh piggyback
0: interactive.com is the uh the thing that it says at the top of the book so it's
2: the cliff notes yeah
0: for gamers uh it's also worth noting that the art director uh isabu kami is like you're looking at all his, like, resumes, like, all his, like, high fantasy shit. And then, most recently, Paper Mario Origami King. Really? Oh, hell
1: yeah, that game rules. That's that game really is very
0: good. good. I really like that game. I feel like they kind
2: of came back and got the, the formula right with
0: that one. Of course, uh, this game was composed. The music was composed by Masajiyama Uzu. His yeah. uh, first solo game was our last season.
2: New, uh, new fave.
0: For Dirge Zerberus. He, of course, was co-composing the music with Nobuo
2: and uh, Junya Nakano
0: and FF10.
2: Imagine coming out... I guess he's not coming out of the gate. He has his own long storied history of like games he's written for and things like that. But then he's like doing 13 all on his own and just crafts the greatest battle music in the entire history of the franchise. It is so that was fucking like the first,
0: good. I think E3, like they, they play
2: that song. It was like the first song he wrote for really? it. Really?
0: Probably. Um, it's it's so good it's that so it's good. in
2: the cutscenes that we'll talk about today. Like not even in the fights. Like it's they play it before the fighting it's that good
1: <laughs> this is one that i didn't realize which game it was from but would always come up on like you know you go to youtube while you're working or something and type in like final fantasy music and it's like the 10, 100 best final fantasy song like i'd always hear this one and be like yeah this song fucking rules and like yeah. never clicked with me until i heard it and i was like i know this song <laughs> definitely a <laughs> top
0: battle theme that isn't nobuo for me yeah, yeah
1: absolutely it's no the extreme but
0: <laughs> so here's an interesting piece of trivia do you any of you know what Masashi Hamauzu's introduction to the Final Fantasy franchise was in terms of his involvement?
1: Ooh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm just completely spitballing here. I'm gonna say Crystal Chronicles.
0: I um, don't know. I don't know. In Final Fantasy VII, the original, Ooh. he sang bass in the choir in the in One Winged Angel. Get out! That no is way! so fucking cool. That's amazing.
1: That makes me like that song a little bit more.
0: That's really amazing. But it's just funny that like, you get called in to like sing and then you'll also be like a few years later you're working on like the the reiteration and uh, the reimagining of it. I guess
2: it's the way it goes, right? Like you yeah. you gotta get in there in somehow, you know, in some way and you meet all these people and then you become like a larger part of the system. Like that's amazing. That, that's really but cool. But just like one of the most iconic songs in the franchise,
0: like, oh, this guy's been been there the whole time. Been there yeah. Yeah. throughout.
1: Oh, that's so cool. I did I, I did not realize that.
0: Yeah, I found that out looking at like credits and like just looking at his credits. I'm like, wait, bass? Like you'd look at bass in on Final Fantasy VII, I clearly like there's no bass player in Final
2: Fantasy VII. <laughs>
1: Explain under the rotting pizza then.
2: <laughs> oh, they meant bass. He was fishing for them.
1: <laughs> no bass in Final Fantasy VII? Explain oppressed people. <laughs> <laughs> <Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do>. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that was. They just sampled uh, Hama Uzu's voice for all of the sick bass
2: lines <laughs> in Final yeah, Fantasy 7 All the basslines are his voice. Nabuo
1: just pulls him in. He's like, "All right, we really need to bring you here. We're going for a more synth bassy thing." Uh, this song is called "You Can Hear the Cries of the Planet He's like, "I got this shit, Nabuo." Whoa, 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 whoa! And he's like, "That's a number one record."
0: <laughs> Legend. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you were saying, curse that uh, they also showed Final Fantasy Fifteen is because mm-hmm. at E three, not just thirteen, they announced, but they announced like a thirteen like universe. So they yeah, had thirteen. um I think it was thirteen. Ajito was yeah. supposed to be like a mobile game, and then versus thirteen, which ten years later would be released as Final Fantasy Fifteen. Was
2: Ajito the one that became Type O? I think so. I think it was P- it was that PSP Reaper. originally? Oh, I gotta look that up before I say that, and we just put it out there on our podcast. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's set in the universe of Typo, but it is just a mobile game.
1: So it's more of a Typo negative.
2: (laughs) Oh, very good. Yeah. I appreciated that. Well, anyway. (laughs)
0: Thank
2: you. Yeah, it seemed like they were very
0: proud of the universe they had uh, written when thirteen came out, like the mythos and stuff. Like,
2: oh, we could we could live in this for a while. And that's a thing that we're gonna get into a lot.
1: And, and live in this a while they did. Yeah. That's <laughs> the thing we're gonna get sequels. into a
2: lot with um playing FF13. Because a lot of the way I describe thirteen a lot of times, because like um you'll you'll hear people talk about 13 in many different ways some people really like it some people hate it i would say that this is a very divisive game in the series yeah Yeah, about whether people like it or just absolutely cannot stand it and uh one of the things people don't like about it all the times is the story um, and like the world and the thing is that like they built a gigantic mythos for this universe and all of 13 takes place in a very small slice of that universe so like the what you might even call the primary antagonist of the universe in this, in this game is not even mentioned in the game. It's like, doesn't even, doesn't affect us at all. I mean, it does affect us because everything that's happening is because of it, but like, we never learn about it. Nobody ever mentions it.
1: The mover, but also the shaker.
2: (laughs) That's right. Yeah. (laughs) So like, it's, it, it's a very interesting, uh, experiment in storytelling, which like, I'm all about experimentation. I think it's cool that they did it this way. Um,
1: I, I also wonder just how ahead of its time it is in that respect because, I mean, you look mm. at some of the most critically acclaimed games of all time now and, of course, like, Dark Souls is a big one. And Dark Souls is the same exact yeah. way. Like, yeah. there's people who have played it and be like, yeah, that game doesn't have any story, which, like, y- it, it it doesn't it really so tell story. you the story, yeah. but it has so much. And it's and even now with Elden Ring that came out, like, George R.R. R. Martin wrote... Like the events that happened that would lead to Elden Ring and like how all of the, you know, the politics of the world led to this big event and stuff. And then you play kind of the, the after the effect and and that was the world building of it. And there's just so much in there, but again, you can kind of just play through it and be like, oh, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but it's, I have a general idea. But so I think like, to me, that kind of narrative is my favorite. Yeah. Just cuz I like to kind of I uh, what this game does right off the bat is and this is my first time a- ever playing it um it kind of just throws you right in um and just starts throwing terminology at you like left and right like uh, yeah, talking to yeah. you as if you know what the world is and I think that probably off put a lot of people um yeah. but much like we discussed in our season on Final Fantasy 1 where I was talking about how like I had no idea what I was doing in the be- beginning of the game and died <laughs> immediately um the solution was literally just looking at the manual because in 2009 <laughs> games still came with manuals and on the first page of it, um, well not the first page, but one of the first pages of it, there is a prologue that just goes through everything and just like a, a quick little couple paragraphs, just explaining things, key names and things like that. And just says it. And it's like, when I first played, I was like, I don't know what the fuck a falsy is. Like what? <laughs> what, is, what, what did they say? Um, now yeah, we... it, it's, it's right there.
2: I am to understand that we have a a guest that we're bringing on the podcast to read the prologue. Yeah, also right?
1: from from season one, um, his voice is even more uh, authentic than it was uh, <laughs> in that season. And we got with us our good friend uh, Jason Alexander, aka George Costanza, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna as he did in in seasons past, he's going to read for us the prologue. Cocoon. A utopia in the sky, Jerry. Its inhabitants believed their world a paradise. Under the sanctum's rule, Cocoon had long known peace and prosperity. Mankind was blessed by its protectors, the benevolent Falci, and believed the tranquil days would continue forever, Jerry. <laughs> Hang on, I lost my place. I mean, George <laughs> yeah. lost his place. Um, their tranquility was shattered with the discovery of one hostile Falci. The moment that Falci... Wait. Hang on. It's hard to read in this stupid voice and also try and make sense of these nonsensical words. Oh. The moment that Falsey from Pulse, the feared and detested lower world, awoke from its slumber, peace on Cocoon came to an end. Falsey curse humans, turning them into magic wielding servants. They become Elsie. I think that's how you pronounce it, right? Elsie?
0: Lussie.
1: see It's Lussie. Okay, I'm going to take that one again. Like they become Tips
2: Tipsat Lassie.
1: Lassie. chosen of the Falsey. Those branded with the mark of the Lussie carry the burden of either fulfilling their focus or facing a fate harsher than death itself. I'm laughing because of how bad this impersonation is. <laughs> A prayer for redemption, a wish to protect the world, a promise to change destiny, Jerry. After 13 days of fates intertwined, the battle begins. Final Fantasy 13.
2: All right. Thank you so much, Jason Alexander, for being Thank here. Thank you so much. That. Really,
1: we, we appreciate you um, doing your voice really poorly from the show that we all know and love.
2: I, I can't wait for the new season of Seinfeld.
1: Listen, guys, we uh, we took all of the revenue, all of the profit that we made from the first five seasons of this podcast, and we used that, and we threw it at Jason Alexander, and we said, give us your best George, and that's what that's what we got for that. <laughs> he actually had to give us money, because we
2: uh, <laughs> do not
1: make any money off this.
2: So, that is the story. So, what, what the hell did we just read? So, did we got we... a
1: couple of uh, just major things that, you know, just right out the bat, Cocoon, utopia in the sky very you know upper plate of midgar uh pulse is the you know the the detested underworld and we know about the benevolent falci and the Lassie, which um you know yeah the, the is the, the, the
2: chosen of the falci
1: yeah the, the Lassie um you know become servants
2: yeah forced into servitude or yes. else
1: do we know we don't
2: know yet what the uh the deal with them is we'll get that in chapter two
1: Yeah. So, but I mean, I did not read that until just now, (laughs) Uh, but I did play through the first chapter and I, it was just all this information thrown at me at once. And I I did read through some of like the character synopsis just while I was looking through the manual. Uh, So I had a little bit of a frame of reference, but I could see people kind of being put off but when it comes to a franchise like final fantasy as well like you got to assume uh, especially that at the time that this game came out uh the internet was a thing so people were probably talking about the game there was probably you know like drip feeding some information about what it was going to be about you know same as it is today like so i'm sure people who were really hyped for it and waiting for it to come out probably had a better idea of what the world was before just diving on into it but i i i really like when games don't just uh do a whole bunch of exposition at you to be like here's what's going on in the world i just like to be in it and feel dumb as hell because it's yeah it's that's some real immersion
2: (laughs) 13 does a good job with that i think the thing about 13 is that like and then this is largely like my opinion it's my analysis on how 13 works so you know take it with a grain of salt or whatever but i think that what what gives 13 its personality is that it isn't a story about events it's a story about characters and it's a story about six characters right so like All of the pivotal moments in 13 don't so much revolve around large world-shaking events and more around like changes of heart within the characters. So it's much more of like a drama than the rest of them and like we don't introduce that many characters like even with the um even with the external NPCs there's not that many. There's, a, there's like us, there's the bad guys, and like a handful of tertiary NPCs, right? Like there's not that many people in it. All of the plot is carried by discussion between the six characters. And as we go through the game, various chapters are like, what if these two characters were paired off by themselves? And what if these two characters had to hang out? And so like you're forced to kind of like learn about this social dynamic with the group. And so I think that's like, both the thing that makes 13 strong narratively but also weak narratively to some people which i like totally understand it is a thing that they hadn't done before um yeah but i like it a lot uh
1: another cool thing just kind of looking at just the uh the like the the box the uh the case i guess the the cd case um imagine if you will it's 2009 you're at one of the rapidly failing blockbusters and you're trying to see if you want to play final <laughs> fantasy 9 you can get a little bit even more of the story just by reading the back which says cocoon a human paradise floats above the world of pulse with an ancient entity of pulse origin awakens on the outskirts of a, a cocoon city paradise is th- threatened from within chosen by destiny six must choose between saving mankind and saving themselves
2: yeah yeah a uh,
1: bit more flavor text
2: and like we haven't gotten into it very much but clearly i I feel like clearly the fact that the utopian world is called cocoon is gonna have some like (laughs) thematic you know uh, weight to it so cocoon Mm. it's safe right so it's it's not
1: just a clever name
2: it's not just a clever name (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, uh, 13. Is there anything else we want to say about it before we get into it? Yeah, no, uh, I think that's about it. That's all I know. <laughs> okay. Well, um, so you're playing it on PS3. What about you, Alex? What are you playing on? I am playing it on Steam. I am also playing it on Steam. Let me tell you my least favorite thing about the Steam version is that you have to hit escape to quit the game, and there's no way to do it from the controller, and this is wild <laughs> to me. <laughs> like, Damn, why can't, can I like, not close it? out of the game without the keyboard? The one thing I also noticed is that, unlike other Steam games,
0: it doesn't automatically know what you're inputting as It doesn't!
2: So the, it's only keyboard! <laughs> the prompts will only
0: show keyboard unless you go into the menu and set it to show controller buttons. Damn. Wild. I've I've had that experience
1: with some games on Steam, but usually, you know, like a... Not entirely legitimate copy of dark souls prepare to die edition <laughs> that shows all my inputs as an xbox a- xbox controller
2: <laughs> i will also say that like i've been trying to play it a little bit on my laptop and this game does have uh, crashing issues for some people like relatively badly depending on what you're doing so i have like a 4k monitor on my laptop and this game fucking hates 4k it hates it so much it doesn't want to do it but if you're playing on a monitor like that try uh, putting it down to the 1920 by 1080 and it, it probably fix it
1: gotta play in windowed mode it'll solve yeah, all yeah. your
2: problems <laughs> shout it to whoever our
0: discord is playing like ultra wide <laughs> yeah. damn that's pretty sick it's beautiful it's a nice looking
2: game it's, it's a, a nice really really game. nice looking it, game it, it holds I up that. so well I, I, I
1: was like pretty shocked that when i was watching just the intro cutscene and even when you get into like the in-game models and stuff and how good it looked
2: it looks great,
0: yeah. It's a very crispy looking game. It's very bright. Um, yeah, the aesthetic of this game is still very impressive. I think maybe it's because of just how many, like, brown games. <laughs> yeah. like Grungy looking games came out around the same time.
1: Yeah, this one's full of green, and it looks great.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: It's a, it's a very ill looking game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, are you ready to get into it? Shall we? All right. Yeah. I think we shall. <laughs>
0: Uh, while we were on break, I mentioned that there's no script for this game, so we're going to have to do it ourselves. Just winging it. Um, there's probably a way to rip it, but the engine is, very, uh, is made from scratch for this game. I'm not sure if it was ever used again because it was a, more of a headache than they planned.
2: I think if we want the
0: script.
1: I guess that's why they never ported it, maybe, other than to Steam, I guess. Where else did they port it?
2: It's on mobile, too.
1: Oh, right. well, That's yeah, true. If you're in playing Japan, in right? uh,
2: Japanese, it's on mobile. Yeah. The only way to get the script is we're going to have to message the lead writer, Daisuke Watanabe, and be like, will oh, you please up. give us the uh, scripts, please, for this game? Yeah, this
0: will be like trying to DM James Arnold Taylor. Like, hey, do you have a PDF? I probably, he probably doesn't, of <laughs> <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy X. This is before, like, they would, like, email scripts and shit. Yeah. Probably, but he has them in a fucking crate, which is hilarious to me.
2: So, we boot up the game we're met with a very nice solid white screen with the title right yeah very white it's incredibly white all the way across
1: it's very bright um we see the cool logo as well
2: yep yep now i you know i didn't look this up i should have done it but uh if you hit new game this game if you're playing on steam gives you an option for normal or easy mode does it do that on uh, the playstation carl
1: I don't do believe it did, but I can go back and check. Because I have been... And by have been, I mean the one time that I played this, I have been uh, streaming it. And I might do that. I might try and upload this shit to YouTube as well if anyone wants to see my playthrough of it for some for yeah. some reason.
2: Live slug reaction. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Easy mode reduces enemy HP by 20% and makes them twice as easy to stagger.
0: Interesting.
2: Yeah. Sounds like fun. So... And I mean, like, this game... This game is challenging in a very fun way. I feel like like it's not like difficult, difficult, but there'll be some places that'll kind of like wall you out. Um, but incredibly, this game has instant retries. So like if you die on a fight, it just puts you right back before that fight as so though you hadn't done it already. Incredible.
1: But luckily... Everyone who listens to this podcast and each member of the podcast <laughs> is a god gamer, so that yeah. is never a concern. But it's exactly. nice that if they, you listen they... to us; you'd be fine. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I can speak on it. Uh, when you hit new game on PS3, it just takes you right into it, so there is no easy mode. Okay. Uh, and all the all the try hard assholes who really like the Souls series on Twitter uh, are rejoicing that they didn't give an easy mode.
2: So, if I If I were to give you guys a scenario, right? And you had to guess whether it was FF7 or FF13, okay? Let's see if you could guess what the intro of this game is, okay? So, (laughs) (laughs) once we begin, we open onto what looks like a starry sky. And there's, like, some whooshing sounds and a droning sound, right? So, like, is it 13 or is it 7? Who knows? And And then the screen... Uh, not pans, tilts downward onto a train. And so it's a fast moving train. Is it seven or is it, or is it 13? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> we have a, an angry ex-soldier with a sword. Which one's that? <laughs> uh, basically, this is, the, this is the intro from seven again, but it does open up on uh, what looks like a starry sky. I think that that is supposed to be the other side of Cocoon because Cocoon's like a halo world. From the game Halo. From the game Halo, starring
1: Mr. Chief.
2: Starring John Halo. <laughs> oh, it's an inverted and sphere. And Courtney Anna. I believe it's an inverted sphere. So I think what we're looking at is not a starry sky, but actually like city lights on the nighttime side.
0: How does the sun hit that side of the planet?
2: <laughs> okay, well, we learn about this. We learn about this later, so I don't want to answer that. Okay. Because there is no sun inside of a cocoon, but we'll find that out. Um, we just did. Ooh. <laughs> Bleep it,
0: Alex. <laughs> So we see a twain, um, and then we see a bunch of... Uh, we, we see the greatest
2: form of transportation, the oh, train. Yeah. It's like a
1: tubular um, uh, train as well. So they're on some real true. futuristic shit. Some real Futurama transport, but not, you know, individualized and, you know... Which, Hyperloop. <laughs> did you
2: know that the concept for the vacuum train is over 200 years old and has been used in real life? I did not. <laughs> Wait, you knew Wild. that, Alex? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is a fucking
1: vacuum train?
2: It might be about two hundred. It Schloops. It's it's not like quite the same. It's not like a solid tube, but like the the what what pushes the train along is like a series of vacuums but it's really dangerous and like people and horses would get killed in it for some reason i don't know it's crazy stop letting horses drive trains
1: <laughs> yeah I, I think famously once bob dole tried to use it while getting to one of his campaign speeches and uh he he was quoted uh this was really detrimental to the whole uh operations of it he, he, he was quoted as saying what the hell is this some kind of tube and, uh, <laughs> they just never could recover from that bad pr
2: what? You're looking up tubes? Not, not the Hyperloop. That's not what I want. I <laughs> am. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm looking up tube trains. Hold on. It's some kind of vacuum something. Get Corey on the phone. Yeah, we got to call Corey. Maybe Minus he's practicing some. Uh... Hyperloop. I found it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Curtis, take us away. Anyway, it was called the Atmospheric Railway, and it uses differential air pressure to provide propulsion for the railway vehicle. The air pressure, or partial vacuum, is conveyed to the vehicle in a continuous pipe. So anyway, the point is, the first one came out in the 1820s, called the Valance. I'll give you continuous pipe. <laughs> anyway, what our what our characters are on is not the 1820s tra- air propulsion train, the Valance. but,
1: but something much <laughs> much
2: cooler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's what I meant to say. Um, so d- this this that gag will be exactly as funny. As the amount of the pause that Alex leaves in the edit. <laughs> anyway, um. just as the, the
1: guy in the in the crowd in the Simpsons when they always do the gags of the guy coughing. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so um, so the train's outside right now, right? Like importantly, it's kind of like elevated on these um on these like poles, and we're kind of, it, it, it's kind of shown going through a canyon outside, right?
0: Yes. Get the cool title, just Final Fantasy Thirteen. Very yeah. honest. I, you always think it's going to be very serious when there's no fanfare or no logo. It's just like a sans serif font and fading in.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck serifs, dude. All my homies hate serifs. We also get, I think, before we go in, we get a a small piece of dialogue from an unknown speaker, right? Yeah. In a, a voice in an Australian accent, um, or Kiwi, or Kiwi accent. Oh, that's true. That's true. It Could be. It could could be be from from, uh, New Zealand. Yeah, it could be from the the Lord of the Rings movies. I can't remember exactly what the line is because I don't have the script here, but... Oh, wait, you do have the script. The 13 days after we awoke were the beginning of the end. That's right. And so, like, I think it's interesting. 13! They said the thing! 13! They said (laughs) it! Already, I think it's interesting to think the 13 days after we awoke and like we don't know who we is yet, right? Like, is it all the main characters? Who is it? And so, like, I like that already I'm like, oh, who is that? What does that mean? Like, are we now 13 days afterwards or is this day one? Right. Yeah. Is this a flash? Is this a Titus flashback thing? Right. Like the narration.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, it's the, uh, the 13th day of the 13th month of the 13th year.
2: We were there to discuss the misprinted calendars. <laughs> <is> in, uh,
1: <laughs> is, we are we are only to assume that this time frame is in Smarch.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this whole game takes place in Smarch. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we see the interior of one of these trains, right? And like, Alex, I think you were getting ready to say, we see the combine. Yeah, well, is first it? we see like a bunch of uh, just people figures. heads down looking in
0: hooded... They almost look like, like, I don't know, bishops or like monks or something, but all these like, like hooded uh, civilians.
1: Yeah, there's, they're, they're futuristic-looking hoods. It's not just, you know, like, it's not like Final Fantasy VII, like, cloaked, you know. They're very cool, like like Alex said, kind of like religious-looking um, in the fanfare that they have.
0: Techno-white mage. Yo, hell yeah. There's a lot of theistic uh, elements in this game. But yeah, yeah, you're right, it really looks very, like, kind of white magey, but they have, like, a little crown or something, like, I don't know looks like yeah. something out of uh, one of the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good look. Everyone's wearing the same outfit,
2: faces down.
1: Faces down, asses up.
2: <laughs> and we see a uh, what looks like one of the Combine from a uh, Half-Life kind of um, patrolling this car, right? With a uh, with a machine gun. Um, and they and they do very much look like that. If you don't know what the Combine from Half-Life look like, it's a soldier that has like a mask on that has like two slightly extended um Eye holes like goggles built into the mask. It's basically a gas mask, but cyber. Like a gas mask, yeah, like a yeah, little filtration you,
0: system.
1: If you don't know, you can just Google Killzone, because if you look at the color <laughs> of Killzone, which is the only relationship that I have with that game, is looking at that. You
0: also look up New Vegas. Yeah,
1: New Vegas. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it, it had enough staying power with me to when I saw that I was like, oh shit, it's like that game Killzone,
2: I assume. It's Killzone. <laughs> <laughs> He's got well Kill-Zone. from now on I'm gonna refer to these guys as Killzone, so <laughs> Killzonians. So there's a kill zone who's uh, a <laughs> patrolling
1: this car. Killzone
2: is a perfectly fine pizza substitute.
0: Hell
1: yeah! <laughs> not quite as good as an inside out pizza, but
2: I I can't. I don't know. I can't eat a, like I can eat like a, such a small bit of a calzone. I'm gonna get you like, an inside because like it's out doubled, pizza. right? So like any amount that you eat it, you're eating like three times that much actual square footage in pizza. It's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're not close enough to a double decker to get an inside out pizza delivered, but. I'm gonna get you one of those one day. It's like a, a, <laughs> a, a friends of mine from not my hometown. When they first had it, they they were quoted as saying it's like a gourmet hot pocket, which is the perfect way to describe it. And it <laughs> fucking owns. It's the best.
2: That's awesome, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah. As the soldiers patrolling, we do see we are focused on two characters. Yes. In the same like, hooded outfit, we just see their noses or whatever. Yeah. yeah one of them, the male, says, "You're
2: serious." And the other yeah. one is we presume to be female says be quiet. Yeah, just tells them to just fucking shut up, <laughs> like, yeah. talking to her on the train, which is exactly how I feel when people start talking to me on the train. So shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and then, much like Final Fantasy
0: VII, we're approaching a some sort of force field.
2: Thing. Yeah, we're like approaching like a force field. So the the train kind of like goes into this canyon, and then at the end of the canyon, where the canyon wall is, there's like a a, a tunnel carved out of it. And at the end of that tunnel is a um, like a portal, like you said, right? Looks like a checkpoint. Yeah, like a yeah. checkpoint. And just before they go through it, it turns red right yeah. and so like i guess like something's going to try to stop it and once the train rams into it it doesn't pass through instead it busts through the portal so my guess is that like blue is okay to go through and red means like it's going to physically stop whatever if trying it's to come blue through.
1: you can go through if it's red
2: <laughs> you'll be dead <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> this mnemonic d- device may help save your life <laughs> Um,
2: so but that
1: causes a bit of turbulence on the the interior of the train, and the uh, the kill zone guy kind of staggers a little bit. And someone, the 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 one hooded figure um, with the, the you know the female presenting voice, just immediately is just in "I am going to kick the shit out of everything" yeah. mode and does such a cool fucking move. Like if you th- think Cloud doing the thing on the on the train in the beginning of FF seven is cool, this is like they're like, yeah, that was fine. That was baby. Uh, that was a baby. this yeah, yeah. does,
0: does feel like one of the matrix sequels because it involves like something busting through a wall and then like an underground city and then yeah. just cool like upside down flips in slow motion. Yeah, it's really yeah, And it's she like, really like she fucks this dude up. She, <laughs> she fucks him. the dude up. I think she kicks like a, like some sort of lock locking yeah, so device she, everyone. Yeah,
1: she does like a, hand, a handspring off of his shoulders and like twists around and like just completely knocks him on his ass and something falls from like out of his possession. It's like a, a, a it's some sort of like cyberpunk. It looks like a TV remote kind of. But, it looks like, like a, a TV, TV remote. One. Yeah. And she just fucking stomps on it and then it looks like all of the binds that are holding the other people just break yeah so
2: uh, they, all the people so there which now, like you know again yeah. without saying anything it has shown us that all the people on the train are prisoners and that these are the guards and now she's freed all the prisoners by stepping on that
1: and and it definitely seems intentional because the the, the other character that we saw the, the 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 fella uh he says uh she did it like her yeah, plan yeah. worked
0: <laughs> yeah and then uh yeah, and she's she's quick in action her uh her cloak's off uh she's doing Cool backward flips, just going in with the gun
2: blazing. Yeah, her she grabs off. that guy's gun and just like starts fucking ripping people apart.
1: Her cloak's off in an extremely cool way because oh, two, that's right. Yeah. two more guys kind of come into this cabin to like fuck shit up, and they start shooting. And the cloak, we just like the the camera just sh- shows over to her, and the cloak is just flying towards the camera. Yeah, she so throws the cloak. She throws at at the them cloak as, like, to throw off their their shots, and she immediately just starts kicking the shit out of them. It's yeah, she so jumps over good.
2: the cloak, so they're like they can't can't see her because she's thrown it at them and they're firing their guns through it and she uses that time to jump above the cloak and come down on top of them
1: it's really good Real
2: advanced matador shit yeah
1: <laughs> she just starts hockey fighting and pulling their shirts over their heads and when
2: <laughs> well, like when she when she grabs uh, their gun as well when she goes to the next car, she doesn't even wait to, like, see the guard come out. She just starts firing at the wall where she knows that there is a guard. And he, like, looks around the corner like he's getting ready to fight her. And she just fucking lights him the fuck up.
1: Yeah, before that, too, there's another guy that she just does, like, a fucking spinning kick and just knocks on on his ass.
2: Yeah, it, and it even, she, I think that guy, does it It showed the kick from his perspective, too? Like, <laughs> it, we see through his goggles and we see her just fuck him up.
1: It's amazing. It, it's really... Yeah. They're really introducing this character strong.
2: I also like that, like, in the past, I've definitely asked the question, like, hey, are we actually murdering people when we're fighting? Or, like, are we just knocking them out or what? Like, this character is murdering people. She is S- killing the shit murdering. out of people. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't fucking said a word yet, with the exception
0: of shut up or whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, back in the other car, the um, the male character... Who is uh, black, um, which is cool. He's got a cool fro on. He's uh, checking in on a child, and like, yes, yeah, right. He says, uh, "Don't worry, I'm not a Lassie. Yeah, not a Lassie. And it pans up, and there's a little chocobo chick in his fro. There's a
2: little chocobo chick. It's sitting just living yeah. in his afro. It's really Super nice too, cute. because
1: the the child looks very like obviously very scared. This is a very tense and scary situation. We can see it as being like, oh, this is so cool. But you know, if you're if you're in that, like, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. But he looks up, and uh, the, the this character is speaking has just such a kind look like they really did a good job with just making this character look awesome and um says that to like comfort the kid but the kid also looks up and sees this little chocobo chick jump out of his his fro and it's and the kid just immediately smiles like yeah yeah number one babysitter already like established like this dude rules
2: yeah, this is this is one of my favorite characters. Is this guy? He's,
1: yeah, he, he's really good from what I've experienced so far.
2: But then the uh, the train completes its like travel through the tunnel, right? Yeah, we do see a little bit more of a fight scene. The uh, female character is still doing some like zero g fighting. She does. This oh my thing god, I can't believe we forgot about that. Doing some dirge of Cerberus shit. <laughs> so she snaps her fingers and a little like blue. Orb of electricity kind of like comes off of her fingers and then begins to like surround her form. It's like in the new Dune with the little like force field thing where yeah, it's kind of has a little glow on around them. And she's able to use that to redirect her own gravity to like stand on the wall and on the ceiling and like is jump. The float material we've talked so much. About. Like, <laughs> this is the float material. has the Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. So she like jumps backward to the door she just came into, and then changes gravity such that she's able to jump forward through the train and like get to the other side of it in like no time, and like take out two more guards. Yo, Gravity Rush is a cool game. I mean, it's, it's very Gravity crazy. Rush. Yeah,
1: this is where we get the one scene where you can kind of see through the uh, the visor of a guy. Okay, she lights him up. It's very scary. <laughs>
2: yeah after this is that when we get to see where the train's going
0: yeah I think uh
2: uh the guy
0: catches up with her and says hey these people want to fight then uh, she says good for them good for them she says it very
1: dismissively
0: she's like I don't give a shit dude like that's
1: whatever and it's it's cool too because that guy has two what appear to be like bazookas on his back (laughs) like he's just like tool wielding fucking like like rocket launchers or like rocket propelled grenades or something it's it's very cool
2: will become important for her momentarily. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um So yeah, so the train, like, ends up going into, like, the main location, right? Yeah, we see this city. It's like a kind of a hanging city of sorts. I don't know what it is. It, I thought maybe it was, really like, an administrative,
0: to, like... It's hard to make sense of, but it does look like... It, it reminds me a little bit of, like, Xanarkand, if everything was literally just floating in midair instead yeah. of, like, in an ocean. Like, there's no horizon line or anything. It's very disorienting. It's very
1: green. It's very, like... Uh, when I saw this, I was like, oh, it's, like a nicer looking version of like all of the pods in the matrix or, you know, like it's, it's very yeah. that one city in, in star Wars episode one or, uh, yeah. Episode one, Phantom Menace.
0: <laughs> when we find out the location of this place, it does it is called hanging edge. We will That's find right. out, but so I'm thinking that all yeah, these we're stru- back in edge, baby. I am thinking like all these structures are just hanging from like, I think they are almost like
2: cocoons. Yeah.
0: The architects were just real
1: into chandeliers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading about it right now. And, uh, it does as it used to be in Metropolis, but now it's more of just like a series of highways and roads. Now it's and more they of just a use gospel. that as like checkpoints and things. Interesting.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of highways. That's for sure. No, no foot traffic yeah, as far as I like, can tell.
1: Yeah, a lot of, a lot of highways. But it also kind of looks like there might be a lot of trains. So it might not be the worst. It might not be a pure
0: yeah. dystopia. There might be some trains, so it's fine. Doesn't seem
2: very walkable, regardless. It doesn't seem like the roads True. are actually going no. anywhere. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Um. But yeah, it's 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 really incredible looking. I really like the look of this area. Um, it's kind of iconic, almost. I think like it's very unique. Yeah,
0: um, it doesn't remind me of anything besides like maybe the Matrix or something like Zion or some shit
2: like that. But yeah, floating. I like a, I like what you said too, where you said that there is no horizon line. There really doesn't seem to be a good sense of direction in it. It's very confusing. Like even though it's not like, like there is a lot of stuff here, but like. The roads almost seem directionless in a way. It's it's very cool.
1: Yeah, it's a cool-looking place. And yeah. again, the graphics are just fucking mind-blowing. Especially, yes. like, I'm still impressed by them, and I'm watching it on a PS3.
0: Yeah. It looks like Jar Jar's Town, but not <laughs> the underwater. The Gungan City, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but clearly something has no gone wrong. No
1: big fishes around here, though. <laughs> as far as we know, hopefully.
2: If we're lucky. There's other goobers. So. <laughs> but the, uh, no shortage of the goobers. The authorities that be apparently have found out that shit be going down on that train and yeah, so that was um, quicker then yeah 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 so like whoever kill zones bosses are Killzone senior they're <laughs> they're already calling in the big guns right so they have like a bunch of like creatures appear um uh, and various like ships come in to try to like shoot down this train um, there
0: was a really cool shot i forgot to mention that um when we're entering the city things kind of slow down to slow motion it does yeah and we see uh like looking down the train, we see the female character lean out and look into the city, and it zooms in right into her eye and it turns into the environment that we're in. It's like really yeah, cool. Yeah. It's, it's a real ambitious looking shot. Yeah. yeah.
1: Just absolutely breathtaking. Like, really, really strong start for this game. And uh, yeah, the
2: uh, cavalry is attacking the train, trying to slow us down. And uh, those RPGs that, uh, <laughs> that the, the male character has Those on his role back. Role playing games. Yeah, she just grabs one off of him, and he's like, "Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> like, like, what the fuck do you think you're doing with that?" And she just like leans out the side of the train and just fires one at like an oncoming ship and just blows it right the fuck up. It's incredible. <laughs> it's it's really extremely
1: good. cool. You get to see this the the sight as well. I, yep. I also love that she says, "Give me that." Like, just take <laughs> yeah, it. From
0: yeah, like, him. give me that. <laughs> There's a a yeah. lot of stuff happening on like on this not the surface, but below where the train is right now, it seems like there's uh, civilian firing, there's uh
2: I, soldiers as well. I was wondering because I think the train has now stopped because of the firing, right? Oh right. These, this looks like the crash train. Thing. yeah so i was wondering i was like are there multiple crash trains or does all of this come from the same train it's not really clear yeah i think
1: i think the train aspect of it is the one that we were writing again i couldn't be wrong um that was my interpretation of it but yeah there's already a scrum happening so it's like this could have been you know an organized event that was happening before the actions of what we just saw like it, it you know we could be going into an already existing fray
2: that's what i don't know All
0: right the train we're on hasn't crashed yet yeah yeah yeah
1: because we 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 watch our train crash and then part of it land on like another part of the highway where there's already people uh opening fire. oh okay
0: okay yeah gotcha our train's still moving and then it gets stopped by our first uh little mini boss fight is that who stops it Yeah, like lands on top of the train and slows us to a stop. But yeah, maybe one of the cars or maybe another train gets
2: knocked down into where you're saying that there's like
0: crossfire happening already.
2: We will learn later in this chapter that this gunfight was always predestined. Like there was never not going to be this event in some way. So it's quite, but yeah, so there's already civilians. There's already people who we presume were in like the hoods or whatever uh, fighting against the fucking kill zone guys. Yeah. 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 But uh, like you said, there's a bit of a mini boss uh, here at the very beginning, our very first fight. Yeah, we see this kind
0: of—it's like a—it's um, the it's guard scorpion, but it flies. Uh, f- <laughs> it's like
1: if the guard scorpion uh, had a baby with Kyogre from, uh, <laughs> from
2: Pokémon, <laughs> or it looks a little bit like the dragonfly from uh, last game. I love this machine. I think it looks fucking cool. It's I so always cool think of, like, looking. Yeah, the body looks like the nose of a shark and then it has two big long arms and on the end of those arms are four buzz saws each yeah so like four what its thingies. utility is outside of like destroying people i'm not sure and then it has like a scorpion tail like the fucking guard scorpion from ff7 seven you remember ff7 do you remember ff7 remember the game that? that's nothing like this one <laughs> oh yeah freaking has like an array of buzz
0: saws not just one yeah on there's four arm. On, e- on each on <laughs> each arm like a, it's incredible this is just a very aggressive
2: lawnmower <laughs> yeah it's i was like, wondering I I was like, does this thing till the soil when it's not attacking people? Like, yeah, ugh. it's incredible. But like you said, it does land on the nose of the train and slows the train to a halt. Yep. Um, and then we are in an uh, in engine. We're in an engine. We The very first thing we see is lightning crawling up out of the uh, the crash train. Right? Who? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess we don't get her name yet. But like, <laughs> no, we, we do see her a, name. We all know it's lightning. Yeah, we see her name as soon as we get into the fight. So. Um, Yeah, but we get out. Uh and the the character who's following us is like, oh shit. You can tell he's a little bit of a comic relief character. Oh, now. I like
0: that he says run, and he, she just charges <laughs> yeah. in. He says I a mean, away. Yeah, yeah.
2: He goes, Oh, run, and then she runs up to fight it and he goes,
1: I'm in a way. We also find out his name here as well, which is Saz.
0: Yeah. Is it is it pronounced Saz? That is is Saz.
1: That, Saz? Okay. I'm already off to a good start with the pronunciations.
0: No. Saz Cats like, Roy. They,
1: yeah, they 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 definitely say it in the game, so I just didn't listen mm-hmm. hard enough.
2: <laughs> and Lightning's last name is Lightning McQueen from yes, of course, the Cars universe. We all know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, we are
0: in battle, this new battle system. <laughs> We're in our first battle, let's go. It's a very, again, this just shows off just how pretty this game looks, just the battle and just, this, just a well-framed uh, screen.
2: Yeah, and we do get our first, uh, we get to hear the song Blinded by Light for the first time. The greatest battle music in this series. It's so fucking good. It's so good. It's like it's it it hovers right around like a seven, eight out of ten. And then like the melody kicks in and it becomes like sixty nine out of ten. It's incredible. Like, yeah, (laughs) just best. Incredible line. Um, Yeah, I love
0: that how long it takes for it to like
2: really get swinging. Yeah, it makes you wait for that for that uh, that that melody chorus line. But when yeah. it hits, it's like, when oh, it
0: hits, oh when whew, it hits. fire. But yeah, we get our active time battle tutorial, which is very similar to our ATB
2: system, but we have, like, action slots that we can kind of queue up. Yeah. Looks like. yeah. The, the first line of the tutorial says, uh, time is continuously flowing in battle. So, like, it's, yeah. There's no wait in this game, right? No, no. So it's just constantly moving. Yeah, and and once your ATB fills up all the way, the action begins what if you if you've input your actions right like it automatically starts but you get to input your actions before it's filled up so this game is more about queuing up what you want to do yeah I like that yeah no it's you get interesting to kind of plan
0: ahead and like get things moving so it keeps things I think very snappy instead of you waiting for your bar to s- to fill up so you can input an action right yeah you can just like okay when you're ready do this you kind of create like a playlist almost yeah. <laughs> one
2: one thing I didn't appreciate until I started learning Like DJing. <laughs> One thing I didn't appreciate until I started learning some of the speedrun for this is how deep this battle system is, because it doesn't really seem so at first. It's very much like, oh, you queue up the thing and then it happens. Yeah, you
1: hit X, you hit X, and then you, you hit, hit X. Some, yeah, that's you all hit X you do. You some right? more, and then and and, right. and it, it should also be mentioned that we only have control, and the tutorial tells us this outright. We only control lightning during the yeah. fight we only control the party leader and uh saz is uh going to just do his own thing
0: that's right mm-hmm. um, we do see the um also part of the the uh, layout we'd see the like a green health bar over our target which is called the manasvin or manasvin of warmec yep
2: yeah and on the upper right corner we see a little yellow bar that can charge up there's a stagger on it yeah. oh yeah but yeah like well, i think what's interesting about this this battle system especially is that like i i did this battle twice today like right before we did the podcast because um i did it once and was playing it in japanese and i stopped and i was like no i really need to do it in english actually so i (laughs) redid it and did it in english again but um but the game doesn't really tell you, and it almost seems like an accident at first. Like, oh, maybe it's not supposed to act this way or run this way. But, like, the animations that the characters and the enemies take can cancel effects. It can cancel things that you do. So, like, while this enemy, the uh, the Manasvin, right, is, like, attacking you, when it pulls its arms around to hit somebody, like, if it moves its arms to hit Saz, and Lightning is in an attacking animation, it'll just move her out of the way and she'll miss. Oh, wow. And the attack just won't go through. And uh, that happens for all the enemies. Like, every, it, every battle is that way. So it kind of teaches you to, like, wait for an opening sometimes. Like, you want to yeah. be going all the time, because most of these battles, you end up, like, winning them by the skin of your teeth, especially the bosses. But you do need to sometimes wait just a second before you, like, go in, because you'll see the enemy getting ready to do Oh, so something. it's a Souls game.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah it seems. Right. It seems much more dynamic than you might expect it to be just yeah. jumping into it especially especially coming from a game like final fantasy 10 perhaps where you know you're kind of just used to oh I, I use the attack thing and i go and attack you don't have to really pay attention to the animations or anything in, in that right. game but with this is, is the kind of thing too where did, did we talk about auto battle at all um not yet yeah well there's another thing that where you can kind of just hit auto battle and it'll do your moves for you which to me right off the bat I'm like oh I don't know if I really like that I want to participate in the battle but I think it uh, I've I've heard from various uh people who have played this before that it, it they really do enjoy the auto battle uh aspect of it as well because like you said like I don't even think I even realized that you could queue up things before the uh the next attack as your ATB gauges yeah so like it it really just throws you right into this fight and you know, it gives you the, the line by line tutorial, but you're in it and you're getting your ass kicked a little bit. Like I had to use a potion yeah. when I was when I was fighting this thing. You
2: know what? I did not Okay, so <laughs> I didn't use a potion either time, but I got down to single digits of HP both times. Yeah. <laughs> that I did this today. I was Whip. like, oh shit. Um so we're fighting this uh this tank, right? Uh, what is it? It's the Manosphine what? Warmech. 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 And it has a couple attacks that it can do. It can do some physical attacks. It can shoot guns. Um, and it mostly uses its guns. It can guns. shoot
1: a little laser out of its tail. Yeah.
2: It has a tail laser. Tail laser. Yeah. If You yeah, you attack when its tail's up.
0: <laughs> uh, it has a wave cannon, I think, where its face splits open and blasts you. It's going to
2: counterattack with the laser. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well,
2: yeah. actually, you know, so Alex, the one you were just talking about, where it does open its face up and, and attacks you with this charge beam. That's another instance of if you have lightning queued up to attack and she's running toward that enemy and gets hit by that charge beam, it will cancel one of her attacks and she'll only be able to pull off the last one and then you have to wait for the ATB to charge up again. So you can lose attacks by queuing them up, getting them ready to go when an enemy hits you. So a lot of times you want to like let it like pick your attacks, let it charge up, have your cursor over the enemy and then wait for an opportunity and then hit it so you don't lose any of your moves.
1: That's really cool and really ambitious of this battle system, especially, again, just if you're more familiar with a kind of more of a turn-based sort of thing, especially with ATB, where, like, ATB has been established at this point for, you know, decades, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with um, Four,
0: I think, was the introduction to Yeah, it.
1: with Final Fantasy. So, like, fans of the series are like, oh, I, I get the ATB thing. I don't really ha- you know, I just go and attack. Um, but it, it's just so cool that, like... There's all this shit that's happening that you're not even realizing, even up to and including the attack animations. Like uh, Saz, is it Saz or Saz? I need to drill it into my Saz, head. Saz, I think. Saz. Okay, I I will probably remember it, and I will do my best. Anyway, Saz is attacking, and his attack animations are so cool. He does like cool gun moves, and like awesome. puts it like behind his the back he's of his of head. He's kind of voguing a little bit. And, yeah, he's like doing JoJo stands and shit. Like it's so good.
0: <laughs> He's a little goofy, a little cocky, but it's it's really charming. It's
1: cool as hell. It's real good. He's just
0: a swaggy
2: little he's like, always, cowboy. He's always yeah,
1: he's just he's always fucking grooving a little bit when he's yeah. oh he
2: does. He does have a little dance when he's like fighting. Saz is a great character. I like him. He I think out of all the characters, he's one of like he's a very well fleshed out character, I think.
1: Yeah, he seems um, cool as hell. I'm very excited yeah. to, to see more of, of his swag.
2: <laughs> Speaking of his sick ass guns um so he has he has he always uses two guns right in this case they're the vega 42s or the vega 42s i don't know the
1: vega guns are coming
2: the vega guns are coming
1: and everybody's
2: shooting um (laughs) which are dope they're they're like uh like submachine pistols that have like two canisters on them that are like kind of neat but that leads me into wanting to talk about lightning's weapon which right now is the blaze fire Saber, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I, I don't know how to describe it other than like it's like a butterfly knife, gun sword. It's sick. It's awesome. It's <laughs> so
0: goddamn cool. Her sword has ninety-eight components in it. Damn. Is it really? There's ninety-eight parts into the model because oh like, they're just like they really like thought out how this thing works like because when she's done with it it folds in half almost and kind of hangs behind her yeah almost like a, a quiver or something like from a, like a bow and arrow I, it, it's, it's like a compound bow but like it's a sword
2: it's fucking cool I'm, I'm gonna take a second real quick just to talk about that little quiver case that lightning has behind her or whatever because like. She has it attached to her, and it's behind her, right? Like, it's all the way behind her. And it's exactly where, if you were wearing it, you would kick it constantly while you were running. And I was like, how can that not be annoying? <laughs> like That is, like, the worst place to keep that. I also <laughs> I have a hard enough time with a backpack while I'm biking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, she like she could never get on a bicycle with this. It's, like, <laughs> it's so impractical like I, to be there.
1: The, the other thing, too, is, like, just for the, her outfit fucking rules. But, oh, um,
2: costume design for Lightning is fucking mwah, incredible. One of the best.
1: Pul- at least one pauldron, right?
2: She does have a pauldron. She has a black pauldron. I think it's
1: just the one. She
0: has one, just like on this, uh, on uh, her left side. It's on the cover. And
1: from that pauldron comes a short or not a short, but a skinny cape that looks super fucking cool, but it's I also so feel like good. it would be very annoying if you were trying to just walk around oh. or
0: something. <laughs> Maybe so. But it looks cool as hell. It's very, It adds a lot of motion to her uh, Her
2: acrobatics. It's very cool. Yeah. Also, does Lightning have a series of tribal tattoos going around her right bicep, or is that some kind of band?
1: Oh, that's a good question.
2: <laughs> mm. <laughs> and not tribal tattoos. They're more like geometric tattoos, but... <laughs>
1: Yeah, are those
0: tattoos?
2: I don't know. It's hard to tell. <laughs> I'm
0: trying to see if the manual has any kind of. Oh yeah, those like they're like those choker necklaces from the '90s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: but like, yeah, they go around her right bicep. It's cool. And she has like a cool like jacket with like the popped collar on, right? Like a white jacket uh, with like cloud, all like a cloud almost kind of um uh sweater, like turtleneck underneath. Oh yeah, like a short sleeve turtleneck. Yeah, like corduroy looking thing. Um, it's Gucci'd
1: good. all the way down, like just top to bottom Gucci.
2: It, it, incredible, incredible design. It's well, I guess one it's not of the best. Gucci.
1: It would, I guess, it's what Louis Vuitton.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. yeah,
1: Which I don't think we really talked about at all, but there was a pretty aggr- was. I guess aggressive isn't the word. Pretty uh,
0: substantial. If they're in the later games, they start introducing like. I think as recent as twenty sixteen there was like a Nissan ad with Lightning. They they start really like laying down these characters as actual
2: like They they yeah. merchandised the characters. shit
1: out of it and they had collaborations with I think like that was shit that you could get in the game as well, right? I,
2: I don't, don't know. know. Maybe in like Lightning Returns, I don't think that there's alternate costumes in this one. But um there definitely are in Lightning Returns. Yeah, but she is Lightning was a,
1: a model for Louis Vuitton at some point. <laughs>
2: she's not even real and what have i done with my life good lord
1: yeah, right? jesus <laughs> she's as real as hatsune miku so <laughs>
2: but yeah she's got like a, let's see long pink hair she's wearing like sick ass combat boots and uh, but yeah, her sword is so fucking dope, dude. I love that fucking weapon so much. And she just like whips it out with one like flick, and it extends it every time. So whenever she's like getting ready to fight, you see her just pull it out of the side and flip it, and it just goes and like extends. Yeah, and it's, it's, cool it's
0: super cool looking. I never actually noticed that is
2: also a gun. It is also a gun too, because her last attack. Right. So speaking of the ATB battle, right? There are two ATBs that fill up right so when we're queuing up attacks right now we can queue up two attacks and that will change over time um but her second attack or her last attack as we continue is always she does a backflip and then shoots them with the gun version of her sword which is fucking dope yeah. very cool that's cool yeah the the i'm just looking at the design it's such a cool
0: concept because yeah the grip and there's like a hinge and then like the butterfly mid- and then the sword, but the sword can actually kind of retract a little bit and make room for where the barrel is so that the yeah. back of the blade becomes like the butt the butt of yeah. the weapon. is. I,
1: I love that her, her fucking gun sword is just like a Leatherman like, multi-tool. Like, you just <laughs> pop it open, you get the can opener. Yeah.
0: It seems way more practical than uh, eight, no offense. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: at 100%. The, the gun blade is not practical at all, but it fucking rules.
2: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't stop Vice, though yeah <laughs> <true>. <laughs> but yeah so fucking weapons incredible but yeah yeah so that's what i wanted to talk about there um
1: but we do enough damage to this uh this Manasvin war mech and uh we get a little cutscene. it kind of starts reeling back we no longer have prompts to um to fight anymore and then uh let's yeah. see i think it kind of
2: it, let me, let me, it grabs onto the side of the train and tries to like shake it to shake us off and throw us off the road yeah. And so, uh, Lightning and, uh, Saz kind of like run backward, like a couple cars, right? But before they're able to run across all the cars, it lifts the front car up, which causes the second car to go up as well. Lightning's able to Sonic the Hedgehog grind down one of the rails on the train. Really? And good. get to the third car, while Saz, like, of trips over himself and runs very like short steps and he's like no 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 no, no!" it's so (laughs) good
1: very three stooges when he does that yeah
2: (laughs) and she tells him she's like jump (laughs) and he he tries to jump and he he does make it he he jumps off there's like an explosion from the uh the mech as it's like destroying the first car he lands and fumbles and like kind of falls on his face and and the Chocobo, like, has fallen out of his hair during the jump, and it does, like, a 10-point perfect landing where it just lands on its feet with yeah, its arms it does outstretched. it the dismount. It, it, does does the it dismount. sticks the dismount. It's very cute.
1: <laughs> I, I do like, while all of this is happening as well, and as, like, Lightning is just in full, like, you know, taking charge mode, like, fall back and, and this and that, Man. um, uh, Saz is, like, um... Getting cocky, it's it's really good because oh, as I it's like it. shaking the thing, it. he gets to the second car and he's just like, eh, ah, not so tough now, huh? And then he's like, whoa, 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 like as it starts getting worse and worse.
2: Hey, hey, that wasn't like a challenge now, all right? Hey.
1: He is talking shit and I do not want him to get hit. Like so <laughs> so, so good. I, I really love his characterization.
2: Also- while all of this is happening, we're also seeing parts of the battle in the background. We see like several of these ships flying around, shooting some of the, um, the escapees and, uh, the, the kill zones. I'm just gonna call them kill zones. Now. Yeah, the <laughs> kill zones, okay. the kill zones. They, um, actually are called Psycom. That's the name of the Psycom. That's uh, also a really cool name. Yeah, but, um, they're Psycom bringing these in these nuts. like blue portals. <laughs> it's like Comte's nuts. Yeah, the portable stargates. Yeah, they're bringing in like portable stargates and summoning like half machine, half beasts out of them. They're all bubbly when they come out, a little sudsy. Yeah, yeah. they're like they're like it's like cubular suds, right? Like it's interesting. <laughs> they're like they're Digimon. Mon. Yeah, they're like Digimon. Yeah, yeah.
1: This is <laughs> an extremely Digimon.
2: So they they wheel in some Digivices and then <laughs> the Digimon pop out of them and start attacking the people. Right. Yeah. Um, we
1: we still get another battle with um. The, and the then second we get phase fight. of the war Mac, yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now this one is a little more dangerous this time. Yeah. I thought that like I was like, well, it hasn't given me the tutorial on potions yet. That probably means I can just hold X and get right through it. This is the battle I got down to like seven HP and I was like, oh fuck. <laughs>
1: This is the Ooh. battle where I use my knowledge of prior games to be like, oh, I fucking need to use a potion. Because <laughs> I, too, got very close to dying, and then I was like, well, I have ten potions here.
2: Well, I do have ten potions. <laughs> In this game, a potion heals everybody. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, potions cure all wounds. <laughs> <laughs> and by all, not types of wounds, just everybody's. <laughs> um, but it's, it's the exact same as the first fight, with the exception that it has more HP this time. Um, We got cool, like, battle results now. Yes. Yeah. When we uh, beat these things. No experience, though. Interestingly enough, none of the enemies in Chapter 1 give you experience.
1: Yeah, we're going for Mm. uh, FF8. They
2: don't want us to grind. FF8
1: strats. AP only, baby.
2: Yeah, AP only. We're keeping it low. Then
0: we get uh, things like target time, initiative bonus, battle duration,
2: points per second. So you get, like, a, I guess, bonus for how quickly you do The points per second... Is calculated by the amount of time that you come in underneath the estimate, mm. and you can like get um, you can get bonuses to that depending on whether you got initiative in the fight, or uh, or they ran into you.
1: Okay, so there's the target time, and then there's the battle duration. I see, I yeah. see.
2: And then that rating that we get, which is calculated from our points per second and uh, our total time, uh, will determine the drops that we get from those battles. Cool. Did you get a drop yeah. at all? Uh, I did from the second one. Okay. I got six potions.
1: Right, okay, I That's... also got that. And I think I remember, um, we'll also probably talk a little bit about the data logs where I, I checked into that, and I, I do remember that this thing had, uh, no rare drops, which is nice.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, do you guys remember what you got as your battle results, at least with, like, the
0: stars? A five. <laughs> yeah, I think I got a five, too. It wasn't too hard. Well,
1: yeah. Yeah. It wasn't too hard. <laughs> I, so, you know, I, I got a four, but whatever, guys,
2: I, I will say, because the, <laughs> because the stars are almost, like, it's exclusively based on time, I believe.
1: Yeah. Um, which makes
2: sense. Uh, yeah. So you're not incentivized to heal. You're incentivized. If you want the high stars to just slide in and barely make it through just as fast as you can.
1: I think, um, another thing that as I was like, just watching through my, my playthrough to like brush up since I played a couple, like a week ago or so, um, I, I was, paying closer attention to what was going on in the battle and I kept using the ability Blitz which used up 2 ATB and that yes. did like I think like 52 uh, damage and but you know, it took two ATB versus if I just did attack and then attack again, it would do closer to sixty or over sixty. So I yeah, think it does that
0: feel very FF ten. Yeah,
1: my my DPS wasn't quite there with it as well as me using the potion when I saw that lightning had like fifty three HP. I was like, oh.
2: <laughs> so everybody eventually will get a blitz, and that is just a generic like attack multiple enemies. Attack. Yeah, and what's cool is wasn't explained
1: yet, but in in the next portion of it, I did realize that because yeah. I was like, oh, this hits multiple enemies because they're close to lightning.
2: What's really cool is that each character's blitz also functions differently. So like Lightning's is a circle around her because she does like a legend of Zelda uh, sword spin and Saz's yeah. is, is a conical attack emanating from him. So like depending on the position and, and which enemies or which uh, character you're controlling, you're it's better to use some characters' blitz in certain battles than others and uh and not to get too far into it but the speed run definitely makes use of Saz's blitz in a ridiculous way.
1: It's it's extremely cool. Um and I feel like a broken record at this point but just like looking at this as a turn-based thing did not realize any of that but now I'm like, "Oh, this is actually cool as shit." Like I actually yeah. like, there's so much going on and again, you're incentivized to go fast. If you don't, if you get uh, if you do a minute and 34 seconds <laughs> out of the target time of two minutes and six seconds you get fucking four stars yeah so like yeah
2: but even it, if you if you just make the target time it's only three you still don't get your five stars unless you yeah. come in under
1: so it's like it's it's really cool like i, I really like the just it's a really cool system i'm, I'm excited to you know take it to its, its limits and see how how crazy it gets
2: I can't wait to, for this to be our like dirge of Cerberus like results screen where we're always like how many of this did you get how many of this we're just like okay well what was your stars on this boss GTA yeah then the
1: uh, the the pod the pod <laughs> champion will be crowned at the end of whoever has accumulated the best score. yeah
2: <laughs> yeah Alex is like GTA if you get if you get six stars on all the uh, all the bosses the tanks start coming <laughs> yeah. yeah cool. yeah but uh. Take care of him. He explodes. Actually, he doesn't entirely explode, right? Like he blows up a little bit and then falls off the road into the sea question mark. It's water down there.
1: Into the flood again. Into the flood again.
0: Yeah, we don't see it hit anything. It just kind of
1: Yeah, we just kind of see it falling.
2: Um, falling away from me. <laughs> I like to believe that down there is another Miyazaki swamp from like a, one of the Souls games.
1: Yeah, it's got scarlet rot down there. Very noxious.
2: Yeah, yeah. We're we're very much in the Blight Town. <laughs> that kind of area. Right Starting now. the game in Blight Town.
1: Um. Let's go, dude.
2: <laughs> but yeah,
0: we're we're still on top of this train. Like again, it reminded me a lot of FF10 because we're fighting things on a highway. Yeah, Probably there yeah. is
1: a way of getting off this train we're on.
0: Yeah, Which I think the only way. Yeah. But uh, yeah, lightning does a cool little like knife play and puts her sword away. It's awesome. It's it's cool. It's real slick. Real good. It's a really convenient place for
2: your uh, scabbard. It's like right there where your ha- where your hand's going to need another it. thing I would like to say about lightning's get up or whatever. Right. Is that even though like, I mean, she like so her shirt's sleeveless, so it takes up less surface area that way. And she has like a skirt and short combination or whatever. Scort. A scort you might say. She has tons of pockets. Incredible ample space for putting shit. It's incredible. Oh yeah, she has like a little like side pack. A little side her. fanny pack. It's great. <laughs> Very handy. And her like her jacket's like a cargo jacket. It's great.
1: Yeah. I was gonna say cargo jacket, like fashion yeah. queen.
0: Fashion queen. We're really mm-hmm. leaning into asymmetrical design in this game, I think. Yeah. yeah. Just because you can kind of add accents and little things now with more polygons. And I think what's like interesting
2: fidelity. is a lot of the um, the asymmetry. I just threw my uh, controller for my light uh, against the wall. So, uh, yeah. But a lot of the asymmetry comes from not like the articles of clothing necessarily, but the accessories. The accessories, yeah. Really, yeah, I love it. It's great.
1: It's not, Yeah, it's not like a Spike Spiegel asymmetrical suit where the buttons are just in a cool way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right think about saz has like a yellow sleeve he has like his jacket kind of has he has almost kind of like a a cowboy or like uh it's, it's like half cowboy
2: half army surplus like a yeah, yeah it looks like
0: a yeah, revolutionary war jacket combined but it's like kind of like a sci-fi version of it it's kind of cool. yeah
2: and it's like it's that green that like modern military uniforms have but it does look <laughs> like a revolutionary uniform it's really interesting
0: but uh yeah saz is a uh, He's been a little spicy. Like, what? Yeah. What did he say? He says, uh, "Aren't uh, you
1: supposed to protect civilians, soldier?"
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah.
2: Because said, like this, the the civilians are being shot by Psycom Still, she has clearly shown no interest in helping anybody else. Yeah. He kind of gives yeah, some She shit.
1: showed no interest in them helping themselves. She's like, "Good for them." Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he I, he goes on and says,
2: "I mean, you are Sanctum, aren't you? What are you doing trying to stop the purge? Why don't you tell me that?"
1: I was a soldier.
2: And then she just jumps. <laughs> he, she's stopping the purge. There have been too many purge movies. Lightning will see to the end of them. Yeah. Purge movies actually end up pretty good, I, I hear.
0: Are they?
1: I've heard good things about those movies actually. They get
0: real uh real political in like a good way. Oh, interesting. But uh so I think Sanctum is what, is that supposed to be like the, the higher order y- in this world? Yeah, we,
2: we end up learning more about it as we go, yeah. But is Sanctum separate from Psycom? Yes. I think we'll find yeah. out.
0: Like, okay.
1: Sanctum, Psycom, Ben, Ben.
0: So he's saying like, oh, you're anti, you're anti so it must mean you're sanctum, right? Mm-hmm.
2: It's it's kind of what his assumption it must be. Either that or just the think, fact that she's uniformed differently. He might. I think, think that just
1: the fact that she kicked the shit out of fucking everyone. It probably, I, I would assume her her weapon is not a very standard one. It's probably yeah. like a military weapon. Um. So he's like, it's oh, probably you're, like you're seeing a soldier
0: cloud, and like, oh, you're a soldier.
1: Yeah, 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 it's exactly. Um. But, yeah, she she mentions that she used to be a soldier, which is...
3: Again, Speaking of
2: soldiers and other characters from Final Fantasy games, I know that, like, one thing I've said uh, and that we've all kind of agreed with as we've played through 7, and I know Carl and I have said about 8, is that, like... A lot of times the main characters, Cloud and Squall from those games, get a reputation of being ultra edgy and, like, super edgelord and dark when they're not really. Like, when you actually play the games and you look at their characters, you're like, they don't really act that way. Like, Cloud's a fucking goofball. He's a little short manlet who's, like, (laughs) silly. You know what I mean? Yeah. and like He says
1: fucking Let's Mosey and the cooler guy in his party is like, say something cool, you
2: fucking dipshit. (laughs) And then, like squall more than like sickly cutting a dude in half and then being like oh nothing personal kid or whatever he's just like sad it's like i don't want to go anywhere or do anything you know yeah he but just lightning like, however
1: kicks the shit out of people and then goes and listens to fucking joy division
2: <laughs> yeah what I was gonna say, but lightning however is that character yeah she is all of the edge <laughs> yeah
1: very excited
2: cue up peaches boys want to be her <laughs> 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 Damn, she was right, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So like, she jumps off the train, and then Saz climbs down and says very
1: slowly and very like you know uh, particularly, which I appreciate because I'd be doing <laughs> yeah. the same thing.
2: And then there's no um there's no subtitles for this, but if you're just listening to the audio, he says, oh I'm getting too old for this." And I was like,
3: "Yeah,
0: yeah dude, you <laughs> love it."
2: Hitting-
0: yeah, before that he does say Chocobo but we just can't get a break, can we? Like he just he does, uh, yeah,
1: yeah very good amazing dude he
0: says i was only three days from retirement (laughs) he doesn't say that but (laughs) and this is where we get our like area screen i guess we view these like it's kind of like
2: this is our setting which is hanging edge the restricted zone yep and and it also tells us the specific area that we're in too which is the aero rail trussway 13e
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, again, another thirteen. We're through the looking Ooh, glass here, people. I
2: love to take Aero Rail Trussway thirteen E. It is my favorite. <laughs> um, and then we're able to like, for the first time, open the menu and dick around with that, right? Yeah. So
1: we can. It, it lets us choose if we want to have inverted controls or not because now we are controlling the characters.
2: It's true, right? Speaking of controlling the character, I am not the first person to say this. I'm not the 10th person to say this. This has been said a million times. Um, just to give credit where credit is due, I did hear it from the YouTube channel, Zero Punctuation. But after I heard it, I was like, "God damn! I can never not hear this now. The footsteps in this game are so goddamn loud. And now that you know, you'll never oh, not God be able damn, to know. How
1: fucking dare you do this? Oh my god. I was I like, I need noticed. to listen
2: to this while I play and it they're so loud. So like while lightning's running around, she's just like donk, donk, donk like everywhere she goes. It's amazing. Those are her hooves, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I will say, because of that, because my attention was drawn to it, I do appreciate that there are different sounds for different types of like metal panels and stuff that she's stepping on right now. So cool. the run cool. cycles in this game are kind of strange. Yeah. Um Lightnings is good, I feel like, but like different characters have weird ones, but it feels very like I know, everything feels very heavy. Oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The actual control—it's
0: it's, it's, but also floaty at the same time. I mean. It's like
2: this really weird
0: disconnect with like the floor and you. But like the animation isn't bad. It just feels extremely.
2: The,
1: the control scheme is is kind of strange as well. Yeah,
2: something I've noticed. I noticed this today while I was moving around because I was trying to get a better uh, look at Sazan char- uh, um, Lightning's character models. So I was moving the camera around, and I noticed that when I was moving, I could see all of their models. But when the camera was still, I can't. And so I was like, why is that? And so I think one of the reasons why the movement does feel a little bit gummy or something is that, The camera doesn't move until, like, a full second after you have started moving. So, like, lightning kind of runs away from the camera for a couple feet, and then the camera begins to move after her.
0: Yeah. It kind of
2: pulls up kind of thing. That's interesting. The camera feels
1: weirdly cinematic when, like, you know, you're more used to, like, a one-to-one ratio. Like, you hit the... You move the stick, and whatever pressure you're applying to whatever direction, it kind of just rotates at that degree. This is kind of like you... You, you like Incept which direction you want to go and then it's like uh uh-huh. like it's like it's there's true, something yeah. down the
0: chain of command it's like the new Mario and Kirby games where the the framing is very intentional yeah, yeah. yeah. to uh-huh. where you are on the stage it'll like set. there's like I almost want to call them like key frames between like certain like camera mm-hmm. positions like okay you're here so the camera should be here well,
2: interestingly you do have full control of the camera but it does like to settle in certain directions and in like at certain degrees which is interesting. Yeah, it's... interesting. I,
1: I don't hate it. Like, it's... it's It took a little bit of getting used to it first, but I was just like, oh, okay, I accept this immediately. Like, whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I like it. Definitely, it. I like- it
1: definitely feels strange compared to other games.
2: It does. I, I think, like, what you're saying, though, it does feel more cinematic, and I think I like that about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, just let it do its thing. Yeah.
2: But... So, now that we can open the menu and go to, like, the data logs and all that stuff, I was just like, let's just go through everything and see what all I have. And I wanted to point out that in our inventory, we have a couple hilarious things. So, like, the data log is an item that Lightning has. Yeah. So like, yeah. Which I think yeah. is hilarious. Um, and, and importantly, well, the GravCon you know? unit personal gravity changing device
1: i i noticed that as well and i was like oh that explains you know all the jumping around and stuff and, <laughs> yeah. the, and the scene where she gets you know engulfed with the uh with the blue staticky stuff
2: yeah yeah i was like that's cool i like that that's in there <laughs> yeah that's very cool now we also have an item called unicorn mart that will learn what that is in just a second <laughs> you can access that from the uh save points yes. i think too um, so, I, I went and looked at uh, the enemies that we fought, and thus far, there's only two types of enemies on there. There's the kill zone guy, which is the um, Psycom Warden, and then we have yeah. uh, the Manosfiend Warmech, which I like that the way that this game does the enemies is there are types and then subtypes. So, you have like humanoid what organization they're affiliated with, and then what they are.
1: Yeah, there's like type, like militarized units, uh, subtype, annihilators, and then log entry of all the... It's
3: so I an, an that annihilator.
1: Up I, like, I opened that up and I was like, oh my God, it's going to be such a long season, dude. <laughs> like, there's so <laughs>
2: many entries. Yeah, there are so many data log entries, but and I've never read through all of them, but this time, Until for you, now. listener, <laughs> we are, we'll be reading
0: all of the data logs. Yeah, we get a little red icon every time a data log is added, right?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah so I figure what I'm going to cool. do, my plan is to check them every time I get to a save point.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Make note, and I think um, a lot of people have said too, like, there's a lot of just trash in the data logs. Like, it's oh, yeah. not like you don't really have to read all of them. A lot of times, there's even things in the data log that kind of just explain as exposition, um, you know, what the events that you already played through uh, will say. So, we'll, we'll probably yeah. not go through all of those, you know, because we'll just kind of talk about it in a more natural sort of way. Um, yeah. But it is cool. Like, I always like when games do that because sometimes, you know, you get really fucking down about work and you can't play a game for a while so you go back a couple months later and you're like wait what the fuck was going on yeah i always like when games have this where they have the option to just get a quick recap
2: have either of you continued the game after putting it down yet uh, no, I've only played it the once, but I got to chapter two. This game, when you load a game and you continue it, it gives you a full, customized rundown for exactly where you are. And like not even like the chapter. It gives you the specific point in the chapter where you are. Oh. It'll be like...
1: That's even
0: better. Yes, yeah, so really it'll nice. tell you
2: like, oh, Lightning and Taz did this and then fought this. And now they're here, getting ready to go do this. And you'll see that every time you load up the game.
0: That's really, really cool. It's like, the, it's like when you st- continue in Sonic
2: Adventure 2. Like,
0: hey, I'm Sonic. Like, it's just, like, it gives
2: you, like, a full, like, just, like, a few paragraphs of what the hell's happening. And much like that game, Sonic also narrates this one when you're uh, loading in the game. Now
1: this is happening.
2: <laughs> hey, I'm Sonic, Lightning, and Saz Casteroy. It just got off the train. Don't forget, say no to drugs. <laughs> <laughs> what else?
1: I wonder if, uh, the data logs are written at all in the, um... I
2: just, I just realized... The way So, again, uh, like Carl said at the very, very beginning of this episode, it's theoretically possible that this could be the first episode of the Every FNFF podcast that you've listened to if you're just popping in to uh, to learn about 13, right? If that's the case, a thing that we do every season is we refer to going to the bathroom as something <laughs> or, like, taking a break. So, this time, I believe it will be, I gotta go drop some data logs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, no
1: yeah <laughs> no that's perfect <sighs>
2: <laughs> that's right it means what you think i mean i'm trying to see if they have
1: any um the, the all of the data logs compiled in the strategy guide i don't know if they do can
2: uh, i just show you what while we're all looking at things and like are a little bit off of off script uh can i just show you guys a cool thing that i own sure i think i've shown i think i've shown it to you all before i don't think this is it's the a first pair of time scissors but I do own a custom Xbox face oh, that has yeah. lightning oh,
1: yeah. on it. yeah. <laughs> I definitely... I
2: got this for helping a roommate move.
1: Now, that's a... Like, is that a custom one, or is that, like, an official, like... I think it came packaged,
0: like...
2: Yeah, yeah I remember I, I that
1: Xbox. Like, I remember that being around.
0: Yeah. There were, like... I think there's a... Yeah, there was a few custom bundled co- um, consoles that came out with this game. Because this was like right around right around launch, so I think it just made sense to like okay, PS3 and uh, 13 for you. Yeah,
1: the nice thing about the data logs is it's just kind of like um you know if you use scan or scout or whatever the fuck it's called in other Final Fantasy games where you get like a, a rundown of the enemies and like what their weaknesses are and things like that. Like at this, we just get it. Yeah. Like you have to yeah. look at it afterwards but you immediately have the bestiary and you immediately have like the information about enemies like even the last yeah. boss it says like what it's weak to and things like that
2: interestingly there's not a blurb about the enemies it's just the stats so like, yeah, you get a blurb kind of about a everything else but not the enemies interesting yeah which is fine like I'm not gonna like like part of me is like oh I would have liked to have read that but another part of me is like they did I'm make like 5,000 entries that. for this so. y- yeah yeah But the only thing we can really do right now, right, is walk toward our destination. Like, this game has been called multiple times a hallway. Like, this is the hallway of Final Fantasy. There is not really exploration in this game, or at least they downplay exploration. Uh, It is more a linear series of events. Yeah, the devs, I think, specifically have said, like, it's harder to tell a,
0: like, a strong story when you have, give the player too much freedom. Right, right, So it is a
2: very, like, uh just walk to the next like plot point which (laughs) Which, like for me as a person your way to the yeah, yeah. I was say for me as a person with a limited amount of time, this is the right way to make a video game because <laughs> when like a game is like we're open world, you can go wherever you want and make your own fun. I'm like, if I could make my own fun, I would not be playing your video game. <laughs> like, I need you to do this for me.
3: <laughs> L- yeah,
1: like So listen, thirteen is perfect. <laughs> listen, I fucking loved Elden Ring. I am, you know, everyone who knows me knows how much I love From Software and stuff. I speedrun Dark Souls and all that shit. By the end. And by the end, I mean like three-fifths of the way through Elden Ring. I was so fucking burnt out. I was like, I want to explore every area, but there are so many fucking areas, (laughs) and I don't feel like going through all of it. So uh, coming off the tail end of that into this where I'm just like, I just have to walk down hallways. Fuck yeah. Like I am here for it. Like I can get that being a strike against this game for people. I fully understand that, especially when you're coming from other Final Fantasy games with like open worlds and and things. But for me as a fucking aging, aging man who has to do this on at least a weekly basis of, you know, doing a lot more than just playing through the game. I'm like, cool. I don't have to spend 45 (laughs) minutes exploring an area to talk about interesting stuff.
2: Right, uh, our
1: Dirge of Cerberus playthrough prepared us for this moment.
2: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Would you know when you think about it? FF10 was kind of a hallway for a good. Yeah, bit of absolutely. It
1: too. I mean, it, it was a little more open and stuff. But I mean, it you was, can
0: backtrack and revisit old areas and stuff. But yeah, what's well, pretty much just like.
1: Yeah, it was basically like. I mean,
0: it's like Pokemon. The only
1: thing that's kind of missing, it, like. Uh, Final Fantasy X, a lot of the areas, it's similar to, like, in Final Fantasy VII, you could kind of say the same thing, except you have free roam of the world to go from, like, Calm to Nibelheim or, or sure, wherever, sure. go around to the different places, but it's it's all pretty much the same thing. It's like, oh, I don't have to go and walk from one town to the to the next now, I don't get that... Like the, the quote unquote freedom. Sure, sure.
2: <laughs> well, this game also has, like, there are no, like, mini games in this or anything like that. Like, it is very much a. After 10, I'm burnt out on. That's what game, I'm so. saying. <laughs> this is the perfect Final Fantasy. Negative <laughs> zero in the
0: Chocobo race.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah if I, I wanted mini games, I would play Chocobo GP.
2: <laughs> yeah, this, this game does lack, like, a lot of the um, Final Fantasy. Uh, staples i guess staples in that way of like doing extra things to unlock your ultimate weapons and stuff like none of that really exists in here like we pretty much learn all the rules for it relatively early and then it's like all right good fucking luck so you're telling me i don't have to dodge 200 lightning bolts only 100 in
0: this one
1: fuck thank god i was
0: reading an interview with the um the developers and someone asked them like what is there something about final fantasy that you need to like stick to that makes like what makes this final fantasy and like the director revealed is like, I once asked Gucci like, "What makes a Final Fantasy game?" And he said, like, "As long as it has text and blue boxes, you're good." Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> it has
1: text and blue
2: boxes. Yeah.
0: Oh man,
1: Final Fantasy Seven, Final Fantasy Eight, both not Final Fantasy games. Then.
2: Well, you can customize your colors in F Seven. Actually, wait, doesn't 7 start
1: blue? Yeah, it starts blue, but I'm saying, you know, you got to change it to a cool color. A really fucked uh, up, like, rainbow, uh, weird, like, uh, hurts your eyes to look at color. Just
2: are, all the way red in one corner, all the way blue in the other <laughs> corner, all the way green, <laughs> then black. It's like my MySpace page. <laughs> and then you just can't read anything.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: But, um, actually, you know, another very interesting thing is at one point I did do a little research on the font that's used for everything in, um... FF 13 and it is its own font. Like it's a, it's a customized version of another font. Uh, Euro style, I believe is the, the font that it came from. Uh, and they hired a designer to make it and everything is really interesting. Oh yeah. That's really cool. Um, I, I find font shit so
1: fascinating. I remember a friend of mine is actually a graphic designer. And um, when he was in college for it, he was talking about how like, you know, he, he uh, amazing artist just with everything. He's like, I was shocked at how fascinating and how much fun I had in my fucking font class. Just yeah, because there's yeah. so much, like, theory behind it all and how everything kind of works and making things yeah. look good and shit and why certain fonts don't look good versus why certain fonts do look good. So it's never anything I dove into too deeply, um, but I think that it's it's I can definitely see that as being a, a very interesting thing for my mm. brain.
2: It's also a thing, because this game does have sequels, like this game also has direct sequels, like uh, Ten does, they keep that font for all three games, and like having played two of them, um, it definitely lends like glue. They keep they kind of make them more cohesive together. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's a save point right at the end of this little there's section. There's a, a
1: mysterious floating orb that looks really yeah. cool, and then you go up to it and you interact with it, and it is the save point.
2: It looks like a little floating orb with a mechanical scrapbook inside. <laughs> yeah, it has a it, yeah. It opens on. up
1: and it's got a cool, yeah.
2: Yeah. I actually looked, so today I uh, I played it and I was like trying to see what the icons were on it because when it flips open, it basically is like a a uh, hologram touchscreen device, and like there's like a little uh, toolbar at the bottom with like various programs that you can open. It looks like there's like a chat log on the right. There's like a news feed in the top left. I was like, oh, this is cool. It kind of like has like little graphics on it. I like that. Yeah, um, it's it's
1: a cool design. Like when you first see it, it, it kind of just looks like it would fit right in in like Portal yeah as soon yeah.
2: as the menu pumps
0: up like and we see the font diegetic font the weird like in-world font they have like oh yeah this
2: is definitely yeah. the same guy who worked on 10. yeah yeah it exactly. lo- looks a lot like the Albed font or whatever did um did any of you look up is this a is this a uh cypher for like english or something
1: I meant to,
0: um, but I Oh, uh,
2: yes, it is, actually.
0: I totally, um, so that's, I think this is Unicorn. Uni-
2: so, in other words, we could learn this. <laughs> we could yeah. learn to read and write. That's yeah, a challenge Yeah, for there, I was actually
0: mean to, because I'll do it for next episode, because there are a few uh, few scrolling text-like bars and stuff floating around. But yeah, the one on the screen does say Unicorn, mark, I assume, because the last, second to last is uh, an R in this okay. game. So I think we can start with this and like just do it our the Albed
2: style our own our own alphabet so oh my god we're we gonna we're gonna Albed bed together the language in ff13 yeah, oh, i yeah. love this yeah it that's gonna, like gonna be the challenge
1: project. of this of this pod season is learning this language <laughs> much <laughs> yeah. like in final fantasy 10 when the challenge was learn how to whistle which i <laughs>
2: <miserable>. <laughs> which we all failed with
1: curtis uh, curtis allegedly succeeded
0: in I, you know i did it once or twice <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay you can get it on um on deviant art they
2: called it cocoonian that's, that's cute, cute
1: my favorite pokemon
2: yeah um but yeah so speaking of unicorn mart so the save points right uh they're both save points and the shops in this game so this game is so like linear and so story focused that there's not even actual shops they're like you just do that shit on the way in menus fuck that shit like that gets in the way of the story
1: that's the way our world's going too there's not really actual (laughs) shots you just go to your fucking phone and buy it off amazon and feel like a fucking piece of shit and
2: that's (laughs) 13 was so ahead of its time (laughs) Uh, so so it literally says in the data log speaking of um the the save points and Unicorn mart and stuff like that that as we go we'll get e-passes to other networks to buy things so to, like, buy from a certain store, you have to have an e-pass to be able to access that store. Um, yeah, it's, all,
1: it's all stored on the blockchain in
2: this game. It's, so. it's all stored on the blockchain, that's right. It's
1: not going anywhere. Um, the value can only go yeah.
2: up. <laughs> the only thing we have right now is we have the e-pass to Unicorn Mart. Um, and that only has two items. It just has potions and Phoenix Downs. Mm-hmm. Phoenix Downs being so expensive that we can't even buy one.
1: Yeah, it's like, what, like
2: a 1000 i think it's 1500 or something damn dude, like yeah. yeah it's so expensive and i will say in this game just i warn you both right now money is tight in this game it is Height. so yeah. whenever you're like should i buy that extra thing consider not buying that thing <laughs>
1: yeah i think um i think i was talking about while i was streaming this about like selling old equipment or something don't think- sell old equipment in this game <laughs> listener don't
2: fucking do it especially if you want to get all the achievements because i did and i <laughs> fucked myself at the end of the curtis, game the first time i played
1: curtis was like don't do that he's like not to spoil you but don't do that
2: i hate yeah.
0: fucking uh artificial scarcity yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: fucking bullshit but yeah, I think is that is that it for the first uh, the first cha- or not chapter because we still have a little bit to go but the yeah. first episode I think so our first chapter I believe so was there anything else uh, you wanted to talk about Alex
0: No I think that's it I'm excited to like start
2: putting my brain to this Yeah, yeah I'm I'm real stoked
1: I, This definitely left me with. Uh, a feeling of wanting to play more and I, I wanted to
2: play it. so much more today like I had just did the intro and I was like I really don't want to stop I really want to keep going
1: yeah like I, I kind of like for the podcast just going through and talking about my first time through it but I feel like for this one I might just end up playing a lot more ahead than I have in previous seasons I was oh, kind of yeah. trying to I was even thinking like if I had it if I had time I would you know go through and play it completely and then do another playthrough of it but I just don't have the time to do that yeah. um, I would love to though but who knows maybe, maybe doing... I will get the time
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about doing two playthroughs of it like one for fun that goes way ahead and then like have a save that's back for the podcast as well yeah I was thinking mm. of
1: doing that um, as well with like a, the steam version of it um, yeah, yeah, but I also had that plan for the Final Fantasy IV season of playing <laughs> on, on my Vita and then also on the uh, SNES and that did yeah. not pan out <laughs>
2: Now I think for the next episode we're gonna go up to the end of chapter one. Does that sound right?
1: Yeah, I think I think that sounds right. Okay. There's a I feel like there's a lot of new characters and shit that <laughs> yeah. a, lot of, a lot of happening going on. Yeah.
2: The, the only way to tell that you're in the next chapter is by opening the menu and then seeing that you are indeed in the next chapter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's a little bit of that. Maybe while you're saving, I think. Yeah. But um Yeah, so we're gonna go up to the end of the hanging edge. Like once you are no longer in the hanging edge that's where we stop once you're controlling vanille, I think that's yeah as far as we're going French when we're in these it's called the something vestige oh, I right think. the vestige yeah. once we're in that thing that's when you can stop <laughs> yeah
1: once once you start controlling a character that when they have their walking animation it's extremely cute and good you will, <laughs> you will know I, that
2: I was so curious what everybody felt about that animation.
1: I fucking love it.
2: You love it? Well, we'll we'll get there when we get. Okay. There. It looks like it's really bad for your knees. Oh, probably sure. so.
1: As a, as someone who has bad knees, <laughs> really
2: high impact. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> also, probably really bad for anybody who's standing directly to your left or right when you fucking smack them in the face. <laughs> anyway, that concludes the. Uh, inaugural episode of season six of the every fnff podcast
1: our toes have been thoroughly dipped into i think the well band
2: of- live uh recapped the summary of chapter one the best in their song lightning crashes <laughs> <laughs> which starts out with the two lines Lightning, lightning crashes Alone crash. mother dies but you'll have to find out next time what that's about oh shit yeah <laughs> it's
1: all coming together <laughs> yeah they were singing about this
2: that's all i have to talk about commercials do y'all have any uh anything you want to announce
1: uh Not particularly. I've been trying to get back into a more regular, uh, streaming schedule at, uh, twitch.tv slash Carl Germ. And by doing that, I am also trying to make time for exercising as well as our, our friends over at the daycare ditto, uh, podcast, the daycare dittos podcast, um, our friend Dave started a challenge that he's going through where he's going to try and beat Pokemon yellow, like legitimately like no missing, no, no, uh, rare candy glitch or anything. Mm -hmm. And he's going to get a full Pokedex. And I was like, that sounds really fun. I want to do that too. When the fuck am I going to have time to do any of this? So I don't stream enough. I don't exercise enough and I don't play Pokemon enough. So I fucking combined the three of them. And (laughs) I'm trying to every couple of days, I'm going to hop on my exercise bike. I'm going to play through Pokemon on my super game boy. Uh, on my super NT and I've been streaming it. I think I did like four episodes so far. Uh, It's been really goofy and stupid and fun. Uh, Probably be doing more of that. I'm going to try and do all of my homework this season on my stream as well. Maybe I'll upload all this shit to YouTube, even though I don't really care about YouTube. Um, But that's pretty much it for me. I think. Oh yeah. My fiance was recently on an episode of daycare dittos about uh, Mr. Mime. That was incredible. Everyone go check out
2: daycare dittos,
1: daycare dittos always giving us shout outs. They talk about our podcast more than we talk about our podcast. (laughs) So, um, highly recommend them. What about you, Curtis? About me? Yeah.
0: You got anything?
2: You got a Zaku show coming up.
1: VG draft Zaku show.
2: I do have a Zaku show coming up. I guess this will be out by the time. Yeah, this will be out before that show. Probably. I have a show at Kyber pass pub on July 8th. So if you are listening to this, when it comes out, come hang out with us. It's in Philadelphia. We're going to play some luxury riffs. Whatever note is your favorite note, I guarantee it will be in there somewhere. F sharp, it's in there. No problem. Got you.
1: What about C flat?
2: (laughs) No, no. There's only 12 of them. There's more Final Fantasies than there are notes. There's
1: more Final (laughs) Fantasies than there are notes.
2: Yeah, according to Western music theory, Alex, geez. Yeah,
1: get fucking microtonal on this this clown.
2: (laughs) Are you sure? There's a lot of Final Fantasy games. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Join us
1: next week for our our sister show, Every Effin' Note, where we do deep dives and discussions each season on
2: each note. G-sharp. Yeah, we do it every frequency. Yeah, we attempt every to hit the frequency. L- <laughs> the we fir- attempt to- <laughs> the first hundred episodes are very similar. <laughs> for we
1: attempt to hit the low G, <laughs> three octaves <laughs> lower than any man has ever hit. <laughs> the Jefferson County Bass 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 Fest. <laughs> Have you guys seen that new Kid Rock video where it's like an epic dunk on the libs? Yep, and yep. it's like I don't care if I trigger you, snowflakes. It yep. literally is just Bob Odenkirk as Wizard from Fucking Dom goes to the mayor. <laughs> what?
2: What's better, the Kid Rock lib the own the libs music video or Final Fantasy Thirteen?
1: Easily, Final Fantasy Thirteen. <laughs> yeah. Although, oh, I, I haven't seen all of this game, but I'm pretty sure Lightning doesn't ride a rocket ship that's shaped like a gigantic middle finger.
0: Well, we'll just have to find out, <laughs> won't we? <laughs> is that one of her
2: Eidolons? That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's the, the, the anima of this game.
2: <laughs> all right, well, would you like to crash our ship and throw us off the hanging edge? Yeah, sure, I can do that. Ship, train, whatever. You know what I mean. Anyway. What is a train, except for a ship on tracks?
1: <laughs> uh, but a ship in a tube
2: <laughs> I'm feeling like a ship in a tube
1: <laughs> feeling like a ship in a tube
0: thank you Amazuzu, for the game music um,
1: thank you Jonathan Davis for the music from Korn
0: yeah thank you Mr. <laughs> Korn uh, rate review us on uh, iTunes or Spotify, whichever. Uh, You can hit us up at 530 Materia. Yes, we still have that. I'm going to try to be better at responding because I realized someone texted us asking for help. We oh, really? Almost,
1: we almost didn't still have that. Curtis luckily caught that one in time. The 10. Final
0: Fantasy X. Uh, like that was like months ago. I'm sorry. Oh my god. So what do they need help with? Something about s- something in the comm lands. I didn't quite catch it. Maybe you'll know. Okay,
2: I'm gonna read that. I'm gonna read that message. Or listen to and it. And we're gonna have help for you in FF10 next episode. <laughs> Mark my words. I am going to
1: set up a an API for that so that it will just immediately go into my, my jobs ticketing system. <laughs> into a system <laughs> Separate queue, and I will answer all of your Final Fantasy questions probably poorly.
2: Alright, good. But you
1: have my guarantee that I will get in touch with you faster than I've ever gotten in touch with any of my customers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, you can hit us up at every FNF on Twitter, Instagram. You can find our Discord at any of those locations. And uh, yeah, there's no there's no ruler quotes from, from this game yet, so I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Anyway, see you next week. Bye.